Welcome back to the United Podcast for a, I'd say, I don't know if this is a sombre podcast or not. I think some people potentially celebrate this. I think some people will look at it as unfortunately a little bit of sad news, but it is what it is and Manchester United is starting to move on and it does look at the time of recording this podcast, it does look like it could be potentially a bit of a farewell to our Brazilian, our, our favourite Brazilian at the moment in Fred. Um, it does look like he has played his last game for Manchester United Manchester United, and he is on the verge of a transfer to the club is unknown at the moment. There are a few clubs being banded about. It does look like Fulham in the Premier League, Galatasaray potentially in Turkey, and um, potentially one or two other clubs. That's not quite certain where his destination will be, but it does look um, from very re- reputable sources that his time at United is done, and you just have to look at the pre-season. He simply hasn't been on tour or even at Carrington training with the group, so... No doubt his future is away from Manchester United. Though I thought, just take a sort of a bit of a step back on today's pod. Unfortunately, just with the sort of pre the chaos of pre-season and the weird kickoff times and everything, the, we're in the middle of the Women's World Cup here. Larry and I, unfortunately, still haven't sort of been able to meet up at the pub. It's very hard to sync our schedules at the moment, but I'm sure there'll be some type of structure when we do sort of start the season, which is only a couple of days away, and then we can sort of get back to sort of bring in some more consistent content from the pub. But um, yeah, so I thought, just look, the news hasn't been confirmed about Fred leaving Manchester United at the moment, but um, it does look like all um, signs are leading to that conclusion. So I thought I'd just have a look back at Fred's um, time at Manchester United and what I did make of it, because I've been extremely critical of Fred. But in terms of a lot of where a lot of my criticism comes comes from is I also at the same time absolutely love Fred. I think every Manchester United fan does have a soft spot for Fred, and we did warm to him, and and we still have sort of warm feelings towards him. But also um, we're Manchester United, and the standards are high. And did Fred really reach the heights that um, were needed at Manchester United? Unfortunately, probably not, which is why his time um, is coming to an end. But I, I think that there are sort of definite pros and cons to his time at Manchester United. So I thought. Potentially just sort of, yeah, as, as I said, just have a little bit of a look back, um, a bit of sort of clearer eyes. I think we're quite, so as we sort of try to sort of allude and try to mention and try to keep on this podcast, we try to remain level-headed and sort of respectful and sort of always argue and sort of show both sides of the coin. And with Fred, it's been such a, through no sort of real wrongdoing of his own, but just in regards to the nature of Manchester United during his time, you look when he did arrive in 2018, now we are in 2023, it hasn't been the most glorious of times for Manchester United, so there has been a lot of frustration directed towards the players and um, the players who haven't been good enough, and that's individually and collective, and Fred has been one of those players at times. So he has sort of unfortunately copped a lot of criticism, but he also has got a lot of praise for, for many of the good things he has done. So it's been an up-and-down ride for Fred, and um, yeah, I thought I'd just take a little bit of a sort of trip down memory lane and have a look at his time at Manchester United, because his arrival came in a tricky time for Manchester Well, it's been a tricky time for so long. But especially that sort of final season under Jose Mourinho where we're looking to kick on after that sort of finishing second, one of Jose Mourinho's great sort of achievements, as he alludes to, we, we sort of said, what's he talking about? And then years down the track, we realised how good achievement, how good of an achievement it was by Jose finishing second in that season. We thought, OK, here we are, here, here we are, we kick on, we'll, we'll kick on with our Champions League camp, campaign, uh, we'll, we'll challenge for the title, anything but that. And that was obviously written on the wall when that transfer window did Eventually, and Fred was one of those signings. Who were the? There was Fred Delo and Lee Grant, I believe. I was there another signing? I'm not sure, but they're the three main ones, I think. And you really count Lee Grant 
as a signing. I'm not sure. But Fred came in for big money. I think it was. I don't think it was 50 million. Maybe around 45. Actually, might have been over 50. Let's say 50 million pound signing. I'm sure someone can correct me. I've lost track of all the fees over the years that we've spent on players. But um, it was a weird one with the emotion towards Fred because it was around the World Cup and you think, okay, well, here we are. We've got a Brazilian midfielder. He represents Brazil at the World Cup. Let's keep an eye on him. Like, who doesn't love a good sort of left-footed Brazilian in your midfield? And it was one of the sign-ins where we always, always head-to-head with Jose Mourinho, Pep Guardiola, Man United, Man City. He was always head-to-head with Manchester City. And he was linked with a move to Manchester City. How reliable that was, I'm not sure. But we all saw a vision. We all saw a path where... We'd seen signings like this work for Manchester City. I think the the lazy comparison was Fernandinho. I believe he came from Shakhtar to Manchester City. So there's a Brazilian at Shakhtar Donetsk going to Manchester City and being absolutely brilliant. So we here on the Red Half saw Fred, okay, a Brazilian at Shakhtar Donetsk coming to Manchester United, a player who Pep Guardiola and Man City wanted. Well, he's coming to Manchester United. Okay, this guy's going to be brilliant. So we had probably in terms of without any knowledge of Fred the footballer, a far probably an unfair sort of view of him and what he was going to bring. Well, we just assumed that he was going to be brilliant because Manchester City wanted him and we'd seen that sort of player arrive and succeed before. Where every player is different, every player has their own story. So I think Fred came in, now the price tag obviously didn't help him, but obviously, yeah, just our sort of viewers fans maybe was a little bit um, sort of misguided and a little bit lazier. Maybe sort of Fred unfortunately suffered from that, um, in my opinion, because he did come in and we did pin a lot of hopes on him. As I said, we did need to kick on after, a, I don't want to say a good season, but all things considered, a sort of positive sort of trajectory on that season and, and so much frustration was sort of directed towards the club, Jose Mourinho, the Glazers, etc. off the back of that transfer window and Fred was kind of the face of that transfer window through no fault of his own, just in regards to being our big money signing. I think he's the one... As I said, you don't remember the Diego Delo signing or the Lee Grant signing. You remember the Fred signing. So uh, maybe that, that is what sort of stuck with him, unfortunately, in regards to maybe being an easy target at times. Um, that season in that 2018-19 season, because, my God, didn't it just went absolutely to shit, didn't it, <laughs> in regards to Jose Mourinho. Um, so I had that falling out with Paul Pogba. The results weren't there. Then it kind of did turn around a little bit at the end of the season uh, when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did come in but um, I think any player both as I said as the collective or individuals was going to have an up and down time that season and Fred was um, definitely no different there obviously had quite a slow start to his time at Manchester United which a lot of players do no matter what the club sometimes when a foreign player does come in it does take them time to adapt um, even if they're playing but especially when they're not playing they do sort of struggle a little bit and I do do think Fred um, did struggle a little bit I think he only potentially played around 20 games that first season compared to obviously um, throughout the remaining four seasons at Old Trafford, he was uh, a regular. I think he's made just over 200 appearances for Manchester United, I think around 213 from my last count. Not that I count, but the last number I did here was 213 appearances, and I think probably around 14 or 15 goals from memory as well. So um did have a bit of a slow start, but then it kicked into becomes, you'd have to say, somewhat of a first-team regular um, over these now. <laughs> Is that a sign of the times that Fred was a regular? I'm not sure, but... um. Yeah, he ended up being a first-team regular. I think that did show where we were at times, but um, sometimes these performances did warrant a start. There is no doubt about that. As I said, it was very up and down with Fred in regards to he was one of those players who could give you a 9 out of 10, but the next week he could give you a 3 out of 10, and it was really fi- sort of really hard to find that balance. But um, in regards to the style of play as well, looking at Fred, uh, as, as I mentioned, 
in regards to we had this vision of a Brazilian left footer. We'd seen a successful play in Fernandinho come across from the Ukraine and succeed at Manchester City. So we thought we were going to get this Manchester City-esque Brazilian in our midfield and he'd pull the strings and it'd be absolutely brilliant. He's far from that. Um, I think any Manchester United fans always had the little bit of a joke about him sort of not really being Brazilian and the furthest thing from a Brazilian player because obviously sometimes his touch was quite un-Brazilian. And um, I think when you do think of a Brazilian player, you think of all the tricks and skills, which Fred um, obviously did sort of turn on at times. I think one of the the great, unfortunate memories of Fred I do have was um, last season under Ralph Rangnick, or two seasons under Ralph Rangnick now, in regards to that Atletico... Madrid match at Old Trafford where he did a great bit of skill on the byline and almost set up a goal. One of the most fantastic bit of skills, very Redondo-like um, in that corner of Old Trafford. But Fred had those moments of looking Brazilian. But then if you go and sort of look at the his average performances and what he generally looked like as a player, yeah, he wasn't a Brazilian player. He was almost that sort of highly energetic, sort of almost defensive midfielder. He, he was that little bit of a terrier in midfield. He wasn't this sort of graceful sort of football you do imagine a number 10 from Brazil where um, sort of looking like on the field and um, I think we when he did arrive because obviously no one here watches uh, Ukrainian football when we did see okay a short name like Fred Brazil we saw one or two free kicks I think he scored a free kick against Manchester City in the Champions League we thought we'll probably get in a Brazilian number 10 arrives at Old Trafford he is far from that and we're probably a little bit unfair on the individual, um, in regards to expecting that, where his game was anything but that, would seen his best performances at Old Trafford the last five years have been very um, defensive orientated in terms of those actions, in terms of man marking someone out of the game, or being sort of just a real nuisance for the opposition. You do remember great performances like Park Ji Sung's sort of used to put in for Manchester United. I think that's what Fred will be sort of fondly remembered for in regards to sometimes putting Kevin De Bruyne in his pocket or something. I remember some of those big wins away at the end. He had um, him and McTominay, McTominay, which I'll get into, in regards to um, what was dubbed McFred. But I think his best moments and performances did come in to the individual displays, which was simply the furthest thing from a textbook Brazilian performance. And I think, as I said, in regards to the perception when he did arrive, was probably a little bit unfair on him. I don't think he was ever that player. But I think we held into that standard just through our probably a bit of laziness to be honest so um, I don't think Fred sort of was helped by our sort of I'd say lack of knowledge of him when he did arrive um, we do always do a lot of YouTube scouting but they obviously only show the highlights I'm sure you could put a player from this Scott McTominay I could put a five minute compilation and I could argue that he's Brazilian in regards to I could just put him up against Leeds and he'd definitely look Brazilian so I do think Fred was harshly sort of viewed at times and I, and I hold my hands up as well no doubt being extremely critical of Fred but I also did love him and still do love him. So it is a little bit of a love-hate relationship with Fred. But um, yeah, he just simply wasn't a number 10, which I thought that's what we wanted. We wanted that excitement. Fred wasn't going to give us that excitement. He was coming in. Was he Jose Mourinho's signing or Ed Woodward? That's a good question. I think only those two will ever know whether it comes out in a book in 10 years' time. I'm not sure. There's always the rumours um, that Shakhtar were extremely surprised with the price tag that we did come in for him. So um, that'll be interesting. But all in all, would you say that Fred was a good signing for Manchester United? That is hard. I, I asked the question, but I have no idea what the answer is. Um, I'll wake up one day, I'd say, yeah, he was decent. I'd wake up the next day and say, no, nah, he's pretty much of a flop. He's pretty much a disaster. I'm not sure where I do sit on it. I think in regards to he's coming in such a sort of turbulent time for Manchester United, and that's not his fault, I think 
considering that, I'd say he's been decent in terms of a play coming in from the continent or from South America coming in and sort of having five years at Manchester United and, and being a mainstay, you'd argue, actually, that's very good. That's a very good achievement by the player. But then you could argue by Manchester United standards of what we want to see from performances, you'd probably say five years of sort of dishing up that level of performance, probably not um, a great signing. So I'm not sure where I sit on regards to Yagi value for money, probably not. But then you look at what players are going for now, 50 million is actually probably a bit of a steal in in regards to what has happened over, to, uh, over time with transfer fees. So I'm not sure where I sit on regards to evaluating Fred's time at Manchester United, but... Um, I think ultimately all you can ask for, like, okay, we could ask for maybe a sort of better quality of performance from time to time, but ultimately all we can ask for is 100% effort. And Fred is one of those players over the years, which we have questioned many of these players in regards to effort and their commitment to the cause. Fred has always given 100% and he's one player, which I think that is why we do warm to him and have warm to him because as bad as he got, as bad as we got, um, he gave his all. And it, it, it sounds bad, but that's something we shouldn't be praising, but because we have had criticised that so, so many players over the years, when a player does give his all, we do have to, unfortunately, uh, praise it at times. But, um, yeah, I do like Fred um, most of the time, I should say. But um, looking back at some moments in regards to Fred's time at Manchester, as I said, in regards to probably only scored, I think it was around 14 or 15 goals, which is good probably. Maybe he obviously should score more from midfield over five years. But as I said, it's probably not his game. Obviously, as I said, most of his sort of big moments or best displays um, were in more of a defensive nature. So that's where he did stand out. So it's probably hard to pinpoint like a real moment, like a great goal. Maybe there is one a really good goal that I'm probably forgetting about. Um, the ones that do spring to mind for me are the goals against Leeds. He did score that first game of the season where Bruno Fernandes scored a hat-trick. I think Fred came off the bench and scored a goal. But my big moment for Fred was actually that season. The return fixture at Ellen Road um, against Leeds scored the winner, which I think Anthony Langer scored a fourth goal, but it was 2-2 for a period there and Fred scored a goal um, in front of the Leeds fans which was a great goal and um, a great team goal but also a good finish by the Brazilian and um, the way he sort of wheeled off and celebrated in front of the away fans the Manchester United fans um, travelling at Ellen Road I th- thought it was brilliant he sort of wound up the Leeds crowd and f- for me that was a moment which um, it definitely sticks with me for Fred so no doubt about that that's the one I'm sure there's probably a big goal like I could instead of envisage maybe a left footer curler somewhere he, he has put in the top corner maybe so a little bit like Anthony maybe um, if I have forgotten one do let me know but the, the big moments for me or I should say the big moment was that goal away at Elland Road he, he also starred in the cup final um, in regards to uh, his only trophy at Manchester and I wouldn't have been um, obviously the Carabao Cup this season at Wembley he did start in a midfield with Casemiro and Bruno from memory I should know that off the top of my head but from memory um, I, th- I believe I'm right there where he did line up in midfield there and look, ultimately okay it, it wasn't a trophy filled um, stint at Manchester United over the five years but um, he has won a trophy at Manchester United and he obviously contributed um, to that campaign and that final so um, you can only say congratulations and that is something he can have on his CV no doubt and he obviously leaves with that trophy and that's um, yeah you can put it he always had a smile on his face we could lose 5-0 I'm sure Fred has a smile on his face it's the type of character he is but I'm sure he can now look back at his time at Manchester United and say okay I was up and down but ultimately I do leave with a bit of silverware and um, a little bit of sort of inked in the Manchester United history books, no doubt. So um, they're, they're the two moments that stand out for me, a cup final appearance and a win. And um, obviously any, anyone who scores a winner against Leeds United um, has um, itched themselves into my history books, no doubt about that. So um, 
just finish up in regards to sort of how he'll be remembered. As I said, I I have no idea. I think he'll probably not be treated as a joke, like in a, in a negative way. Just in regards to, I think Manchester United fans, while the emotion towards the club has been so passionate and extreme at times throughout Fred's time at Manchester United, we've also become a little bit numb to it as well. Of almost, and this shouldn't be the case, but I feel we have sort of accepted. A lot of the sort of shortcomings are sort of, oh, it is what it is, what can we do? If the Glazers in charge, no matter what we do, we're always going to felt, sort of fall short. So a lot of our, yeah, when something bad happens, we sort of shrug our sh- shoulders and we sort of, we knew it was going to happen. And I think some of those things will happen with Fred. We kind of, we know we're going to get an eight or nine out of 10 out of, sort of eight or nine out of 10 performance. But then we know the next week he's probably unfortunately got to drop a stinker and be the opposition's best player. And we kind of just sort of laughed it off. It's like, it is what it is. So to, if we want those good performances, we're going to have to pay with them with some subpar performances. So I think Fred's time at Manchester United, I think he'll always be sort of welcome back at Old Trafford. People will like him. People will have great respect for him. As I said, in regards to the work rate and his commitment to Manchester United, uh, I think that is what sort of stands firm and sort of is the most important at the end of the day for Manchester United fans. In regards to quality, though, I think especially if we go on to be successful now, and fingers crossed that is the case under Eric Ten Hag, I think we'll look back at Fred's time and sort of he'll be one of those players we look back and think, geez, actually, he was quite a poor footballer. Now, I say poor footballer, he's a Brazilian international player for Manchester United. He's literally in the top 0.0001% of footballers. He's, he's unreal in that aspect. But in regards to the standards of a Manchester United midfield, uh, I think we, if we continue to progress and improve now, I think we'll look back and think, yeah, um, we had a lot of shortcomings in that midfield with the likes of Fred, with the likes of McTominay, etc. And as I said, McTominay and Fred, obviously Dub McFred, they're two players I really like. Obviously, I'll sort of side on the fence of McTominay if you're going to argue for one of them. And I've been extremely critical of Fred, but I also <laughs> extremely like Fred. Uh, I think, as said, in regards to any player who gives their role, is a player I do warm to. But um, I think yeah, both of them, I, I think they're good for now, but Manchester United need to evolve. And they're players who I think individually, as I said, in terms of it looked like, looks like Scott McTominay is going to stay this season and Fred is going to be the one who has to move on. Individually, you could have one of them in the squad and be a squad player. The problem, both of them... And let's focus on Fred in this argument. I think the issue, a real sort of sticking point Fred has had, he should just be a squad player. Scott McTominay should just be a squad player. But in regards to the position the club has found themselves in and the way we have been run over the last five years since Fred has arrived, Fred couldn't have been a squad player because he was the only one in there. McTominay couldn't have been a squad player because he he and Fred were the only ones in there. They were relied upon. They had to be our starting two midfielders because simply there was no one else. You could argue with Paul Pogba, and obviously in regards to quality, that's not a not a debate between McFred or Paul Pogba. But if you put yourselves in the shoes of a manager and a big game, who are you going to play, Paul Pogba or McFred? Solskjaer chose McFred. Jose Mourinho chose McFred, managers will trust those players over a Paul Pogba, and that's not to say one's better or worse, it's just in regards to that's how managers view the game, and they know it far more in greater detail than you or I, and um, they are the players who get trusted, so we just should never have been in a position, we as fans, we as the club, and those players as individuals should never have been in the position where they were relied upon as first choice Manchester United midfielders. They should have been an individual, only one of them at the club, you'd think. Let's say Fred, for example, okay, let's sell McTominay and Fred is that one squad player. He, he should come in away at Southampton for one game. Okay, we've got two injuries. Okay, he can play at home at Burnley and at home to Tottenham in these games and sort of fill a role. 
unfortunately what has been the case is we have needed Fred for, for 38 games to be our starting central midfielder. And in those 38 games, you look at the big games you do have to go and, and play. You look away at, at the Etihad, which actually yes, played quite well at times, yeah, away at the Etihad, but away at Anfield. I don't think we've won at Anfield since Fred has arrived. That's definitely not to throw that at Fred. But in regards to, okay, away at Anfield, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Atletico Madrid, all these big Champions League ties, etc. Um, that should we should never have been in the position to do that, um, both as players, uh, the individual players, but also the club, and uh, that was unfair on Fred, um, no doubt about that, and unfair on McTominay, and all across the field. I think not just those, I think they're two players that do get stuck together in regards to that term um, dubbed on them, in regards to the McFred midfield. But um, yeah, I look back how he'll be remembered at Manchester United, I think individually preference. I don't think like some players it'll be unanimous. Okay, he's a club legend or he's a flop. I think with Fred, I think some people will always like him. If you can hear something in the background, my dog is getting a little bit excited and he's just panting about something. Maybe he's just seen that Fred turn against Atletico Madrid, but um, hopefully he quiets down in a little bit. But um, yeah, I'd always have great respect for Fred, but it's time to move on. No doubt it is time to move on for the Brazilian. I do wish him the best of luck. I talk about moments there and I mention um, big Champions League games. How can I forget one of the great moments um, in Manchester United? I don't, don't want to say our history, but in our recent history in regards to what has been an up and down time. And it was obviously Fred's first season, but um, after Jose Mourinho got sacked, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer came in and we talk about big games and needing better quality in our midfield, needing better players um, to perform at the highest level. One of our great results in previous times is um, obviously that match away in Paris where we'll 2-0 down and obviously went away to Paris and, and overturned the result and did go through. And it's always a great sort of, you'd know, say, maybe a little bit of a trivia question in regards to can you name Manchester United's midfield that was able to go to Paris 2-0 down and overturn the result and come through. And um, two Brazilians lined up for Manchester United in that midfield. One was Pereira. The other was obviously Fred, obviously paired with McTominay. So, so you, you do look at the questions and the criticisms and the sort of limitations of a McFred midfield. They went away to Paris and won 3-1. They've got something about They had something about them. And um, I think that was such of the up-and-down nature of the both players, but especially sort of maybe highlights um, Fred's time at Manchester United. You can go away to Paris and put in a performance like that and sort of write yourself in the history books of Manchester United. But you can also have a home game to Burnley or a home game to Southampton and absolutely stink the house out. <laughs> it was one of those ones and ultimately I do think that has cost him um, his time at Manchester United but as I said not many foreign players come in over five years at Manchester United so you could also argue and which I think would be the right one um, he's somewhat successful at United as well uh, weighing it up from an individual aspect no doubt but um, as I said I thought I'd just have a little bit of a look back um, as I said Larry and I couldn't sort of sync our schedules with the busy nature of the Women's World Cup Manchester United's pre-season having absolutely no structure in regards to kickoff time. So I thought I'd just take a step back, have a little bit of a look at Fred's time at Manchester United because I do believe it is coming to an end. I believe in all the reports that are out there and he simply hasn't been involved in any pre-season at all. So I don't think we'll be seeing Fred at Old Trafford this season. So just a bit of a farewell um, in regards to we give so much attention to new signings and sort of new arrivals and all the, the shiny new toys. Um, a huge part of football is the players, it's the players that leave. And Fred has been a a big part of Manchester United um, recently over the last five years. So I thought, yeah, I'll take 20 minutes, 25 minutes just to share my thoughts. And um, yeah, I do like Fred. Frustrated the hell out of me at times, no doubt. And as I said, a bit of a love-hate relationship. But um, he gave his all for Manchester United. So for that, he'll always have my respect. And um, I do wish him the best. It's just 
for his sake, unfortunately. Not going to be at Old Trafford, but um, if you did enjoy that, a bit of a quick sort of trip down memory lane, um, please do leave a like or review or whatever your podcast app does allow. You are holding your phone as we speak, and um, yeah, just take two seconds. We very much appreciate it. If you do need a little bit more sort of daily content, um, head over to YouTube and search for the United Pubcast and give us a, a subscri- subscription over there. That would be very much appreciated. And um, look, the season is around now. Um, it's all up for grabs now. I think we're all dreaming of the title. No, I think we all know that's probably not going to happen, but um, we all start on zero points. There's no doubt no one had Arsenal in a title race last season. Um, so if Arsenal could get in a title race, I think in regards to the improvements we've made this season, I'm not saying title race, but we can dream. Might as well dream with us. But um, until then, good luck to Fred, wherever he ends up, and um, I'll chat to everyone in a little bit. Cheers.